With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. So very quickly, we all sort of got to know quite personal things about each other. And I think that really takes down any barriers. And then I think the next day, Jamie and I had to start dancing. So if anything gets you to know somebody quite well, go for a dance rehearsal to two people. Well, he said he didn't, he wasn't a dancer. I've since seen Barb and Star, so he's a liar. From fashion model to actress, and currently taking on her most important role yet, a new mother. Actress Katrina Balfe, perhaps best known for her role in the fan-favorite series Outlander, looks to have her most significant big-screen breakout yet, with her awards-worthy performance in the emotional drama Belfast opposite Jamie Dornan. I'm Clayton Davis. On this edition of the Variety Awards Circuit Podcast, Balfe talks about getting the call to shoot Kenneth Branagh's semi-autobiographical film, for seven weeks during the pandemic. She also discusses her gratitude to be working during a time where there is no further delineation between film and television and having the freedom and creativity to explore both those realms. Finally, get your favorite translation app ready because Balfe teases the upcoming season of Outlander in her native Gaelic language, discussing where her character Claire and Jamie, played by Sam Hugan, are headed in the upcoming season, scheduled to release in 2022. It's all on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, Belfast tells the semi-autobiographical story of Buddy, played by newcomer Jude Hill, a young boy who lives in Northern Ireland during the tumultuous late 1960s. Alongside his working-class family, that includes his parents, played by Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balfe, and grandparents, played by Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, the family faces life lessons and decisions that could break the family apart. Mama says if we went across the water, they wouldn't understand the way we talk. If they can't understand you, then they're not listening. You know who you are, don't you? Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you. We're looking to cleanse the community a wee bit. You wouldn't want to be the old man out in the street. Touch my family and I'll kill you. So we're gonna have to leave Belfast. We'll fight this together. This is it. This is what? This is war. We're living in a civil war. What do you want? I want my family with me. I want you. Kids the same age as ours are getting killed. We can give these boys a better chance than we ever had. I know nothing else but Belfast. 
At the moment, Belfast is one of the leading contenders for the Oscars in multiple categories, including supporting actress for Katrina Balfe. I recently caught up with Balfe to discuss Belfast. And don't worry, I made sure to ask about Outlander as well. But first, we began by congratulating the actor on her new baby, who was just born in August. Oh, thank you. Yeah. How's that going? I mean, you know, I I haven't slept properly in eight weeks, but other than that, he's amazing and he's very sweet. Other than needing every part of you every moment of the day, it's been fine. It's it's a real life changer, isn't it? (laughs) Like nobody quite can prepare you no matter what they say. You're like, what? Yeah. Not at all. So before we like, by the way, even like get uh, get into this uh, arguments on the internet because it's always a good place to have a discussion. The pronunciation of your name, Katrina Balf, 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 yeah. Just clearing it up now. This the, yeah. It's been I, do, I know it's it's. I, I mean, I guess because I've had it all my life. You never think it's that strange, but yeah, it's it's a, it really throws people. Yeah, like it, I've heard very I've heard variations, and it gets very interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let, let's start here. Uh, congratulations on your performance in Belfast. It is incredible, and you are incredible in it. Uh, how did this fall into your lap? How did you get involved with this project? Oh, um, some magic fairy. I don't know. I uh, It was right um, as we came out of lockdown, the first lockdown in, in the UK, so I had literally been staring at the inside of my four walls of my apartment for four or five months and my agent rang and he's like, there's something that I just got a call about. I'm going to send you through a script. Um, you know, we don't know what's happening yet, but I'm just going to let you read. And so I got this gorgeous, gorgeous script and, you know, anyone I've been looking for something to do in Ireland, you know, since I started acting and and nothing's ever really happened. And I just read the script and I, I got so emotional. Like it was, it's just such a gorgeous script and I was in tears by the end of it. And it, then it all happened fairly quickly. I was coming down to London. We, we'd sort of been released. And so my husband and I went down to London and we were actually going to take a little holiday in the country for my first wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. And of course, as they, it's always like, if you want to get a role, book a, book a trip, book something. Yeah. So we were, we were driving down the car to London and I got the call that, uh, that I got. So, yeah. And it was very quick. So then two weeks later, I think we were, we were in Surrey and we were rehearsing and shooting. So how long, how long was the shoot? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yeah. And then, and then got pregnant, like a, a kind of right after that. Right. He's like pretty much. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, I decided I was just having so much fun being a mother. I would just go for it. Yeah. yeah not, not long after that, actually. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You're, you're not the first one that's done that. Cause I had an interview with Kirsten Dunst this year finished filming Power of the Dog and got pregnant right after too. So that really? seems, seems to be the trend. Do <laughs> yeah. your movie, have a baby. Well, I have to say like hanging out with Jude and Lewis who plays Will and Lara who plays um, Moira. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that has to have a good effect because they're the, the most amazing kids. Their moms were so cool. I was sort of in a bubble with them. And, you know, I think it's sort of, it gives you a kick. Just be like, mm-hmm. go do it. Why not? Awesome. Well, let's talk about this cast because the cast is so amazing. It's a wonderful ensemble. 
And you get to play mom to probably the cutest kid that's happened in quite some time, little 11-year-old Jude Hill, who just good, like just naturally, just a natural like this. Like just runs away with it. Um, how was it working with kids? Because kids are always interesting to <laughs> So oh, I, I've worked with, with a lot of kids before. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jude was a dream. I mean, he's he's like, and I have to credit his his mom. She was there, and I mean, it's you know, he he is this kind of kid anyway. But every single day, prepared, excited about being at work, in great you know, in a great mood, having fun, you know, never complaining. He was just brilliant, and and you know, I think it always. When it's when it's great with kids, it's the best thing in the world because it just keeps everybody free and it keeps everybody light and you know you can't take yourself too seriously. But you know he's very dedicated as well, so it was all we all had fun and we were all having a lot of laughs. But then he was always on it when we started, so it was just awesome. great. Yeah. So that's I mean he's, again, this adorable kid, and then you and Jamie Dornan, two perfect looking humans get to play his mom and pop how did the dynamic between you and jamie work you know finding that chemistry because you guys i mean you guys also there's like this friction in the film and without giving anything away there's is a friction in the film between you two um but then it all culminates in this beautiful end sequence that will make people's heart like just i do like that um it was great with jamie you know i think it sounds, I don't want to sound like, oh, everything was amazing, but it kind of was. <laughs> um, you know, I think it just felt really special. Like we, maybe it had to do with just the timing of everything. Everyone had had been off work for so long. We came to this set. I know everybody felt such an emotional investment to the material. I mean, even though this is Ken's story, I think all of us felt a personal connection to it. So when we got there, everybody was just so open and so eager to like get stuck in. And I think also the very first, one of the first days, Ken had Judy, Kieran, uh, Jamie and myself in a room. And we just sat there and he would ask us questions about our childhood, about our parents, about our lives and, and different situations and how we felt about situations. So very quickly, we all sort of got to know quite personal things about each other. And I think that really, you know, takes down any barriers. And then I think the next day, Jamie and I had to start dancing. So if anything gets you to know somebody quite well, uh, go for a dance rehearsal to two people. Well, he said he didn't, he wasn't a dancer. I've since seen Barb and Star, so he's a liar. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I, you know, dancing would not be my, I'm, I am not one of these people who was at, at dance school as a kid. Um, so yeah, it was very funny, Jamie and I trying to learn our routines. But he's he's the most easygoing. I mean, apart from the fact that he's super talented, he's just like such an easy, easygoing guy. And it was very easy to to get along together. And I think we've we have a similar upbringing and a similar background, actually. Even though we never cross paths, we have a very similar sort of life. Um, so it was just very, very easy. I know. I I hate how nice of a guy he is. It really just kind of sickeningly nice. Yeah, I I need him to like be a little worse. But yes, Barb and Star go to visit Del Mar. Like literally, (laughs) it's his gift to cinema. I'll never unsee that. 
you know, like, I'll never unsee that sequence. <laughs> and, it was, and it was in the middle of a pandemic and it just like, it took, I, I forgot every, it was great. Um, yeah. All right. So go, going back to you, um, you are very vulnerable in, in this, in this role, have a lot of big moments and, you know, break, breaks your heart at times. Um, where did you find a, a lot of ma, especially uh, I think it's interesting. It's pre you becoming a mom. And I, I'm not saying that like you have to be a mom to find like a character, but there is maybe like there was this kinship. Did you have like a, uh, a similar understanding of Ken's mom and what she was going through during that time? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's twofold. I think first of all, you know, there's the, the very close and personal. I, I thought of my own mom a lot. My mom, left sort of her support network and her sisters and all of that when she when I was a baby and we sort of moved not very far but in Ireland this was like you know you're leaving and you're going two hours up the road um but I thought a lot of my mom and and I think you know I you know maybe also being the age that I am I was already looking back and thinking about my mom at when she was raising us and how she must have felt in certain circumstances. But definitely I thought a lot about her, but I also, you know, I, I did a, watching a lot. There's so much footage of Northern Ireland at that time and women in Northern Ireland at that time. And, and, you know, they love to talk. And so I, I, I would just watch so many interviews or so many bits of footage of women. And I just had so much just, empathy and sympathy and and it just broke my heart what the women of Northern Ireland have gone through and and I think of Ma in that time and how how difficult that must have been and that decision that she had to make and just also you know having this thing come into your community and rip it apart I mean that's the most heartbreaking thing and to have to protect your children from that so you know in one hand it was it was sort of this emotion for the women of my country but in another way it was also my own mom and just thinking back to to her life and you know what she was going through so it's mm. a bit of both yeah oh no thank you for that um when i look at what ken breaks to the story and this is a very personal story for him and as someone who speaks a lot about diversity in hollywood the conversation always seems to be ha- two conversations are happening at the same time but I, this is the highlight of that. This is diversity because I'm, Amer- I'm American. I was born in America, and I don't know a lot about Ireland or 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 what was happening during that time. Since the since watching the film, uh, I know Kieran and Jamie. Kieran was born in Belfast. Jamie in the suburbs. I'm also very bad at geography. Where <laughs> where were you in the in the construct against of Belfast? So I'm about an hour and a half south of Belfast, but I grew up just the other side of the border. So I grew up in the Republic of Ireland, whereas they were all in Northern Ireland. But, you know, when I was growing up in the 80s, it was super heated and right on the borders. You know, it was that whole time. It was very fractious during my childhood. And my dad was a a Garda sergeant, so he spent a lot of time working on the border. And, you know, I don't I don't think anybody from either Northern Ireland or from where I grew up, I don't think you, you sort of go through that without it affecting you in some way. You know, my dad was transferred up to the North, like up to the border when I was a baby. That's why my mom sort of had to leave all her family. So, yeah. So even though the circumstances are different and I'm not from Belfast, 
there's things that, that resonate with me from the script and, and you just, you know, it's so, it's so close and you just have this, I don't know, you just feel so bad for everyone who went through it. And, and, you know, obviously now we know how long that lasted and the amount of pain and the amount of suffering that everyone went through for, you know, it's still not fully resolved. So it's just, there's a sadness there as well, I suppose, that, that this was allowed to happen to this beautiful community. Yeah. And where I was going with that, with the, uh, the question of, of diversity <laughs> is that as no, I was, I was just, I didn't get to that actual part. Uh, it sounded like it came out of nowhere, but when it comes to uh, that diversity as an American, I don't know about what happened there. And this is resonating with American audiences and too often European and Americans don't seem to have a, uh, a good dialogue about we, we have different ideas of our cultures and our upbringings and Irish has one kind of very uh, stereotypical look, you know, here of, or from an American perspective, but you come from a big family. So what does this film say about your culture and about your life in Ireland that you want American audiences to get from the film? Um, well, I mean, I think, I think it, well, I think anyone can see how it might resonate right at the moment, because I think, you know, as, as you say, Ireland looks like one tiny small country from America. We all look the same, probably, you know, and you see how that was split apart by this minuscule difference in ideology. And I think that that's the dangerous thing. And I think right now in America, that is happening. You're having ide ideology being put above family. And I think that's what, you know, growing up in a big family and growing up. And I think what Ken's movie says is that family is so important. Community is so important and the love of that and how special that is. And that's what we have to keep focusing on is that not our differences about, you know, whether you support this candidate or that candidate or a micro difference in how you think a country should be run fiscally or something like that. That's not what should be tearing us apart. It's so sad. It's like we have so much in common as, as people. We should be looking to each other as, as neighbors and, and looking at the good in each other. And, and I hope that that's what people take away from this movie is that, you know, if, if we don't check it, it can really run away. I mean, people of Northern Ireland, you know, only know this too well. It's like once those, you know, those fractures have have broken and and it's very hard to put them back together again. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're, we're I, having I, that same, no, we're having because, that same moment. I think I, that, so positive and, and you, you feel the love that Ken put in because that's what he holds on to and that's what he remembers as now, you know, a man much later in life, you know, he looks back and it's the love that's important. After the break, more from Katrina Balfe. From Los Angeles, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. We're talking to actor Katrina Balfe, who has already established herself in the television realm, most notably as Claire Randall in Stars' hit series Outlander. Focus Features' Belfast marks only her 10th performance in movies. After having worked with filmmakers such as J.J. Abrams in Super 8, Jodie Foster in Money Monster, and James Mangold in Ford v. Ferrari, the latter of which was nominated for Best Picture. Looking at your filmography, people would be shocked, as I was, to learn that this is your 10th movie only. Is it? Have I even it's done number, it's number, like, uh, According to your I IMDb. I thought it was less. Yeah, according to your IMDb, this is your 10th movie, which is bananas, considering how, first of all, how good you are, and then also that we I feel like you've just been around for so long. You know, you've, you were already in a Best Picture nominee for V Ferrari, uh, opposite Christian Bale and Matt Damon, those two. Those two guys. Those two. Those, those two. two and then, and then now we, you know, you're, you're you're moving to to this, but you also have a profound career on television, proven by the social media passion, and I'm using passion very loosely and very uh like not probably the right word of Outlander. Your fans are dying. Amazing. Ride or die. They are. I love Blood them. or die. Woo! So <laughs> now for that. <laughs> you better be what, careful. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm, 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 I am, I am like walking a tightrope right now. Uh, what, one, what, what have you found yourself more, uh, do you have an, a, a kinship to either film or television? Or are you just kind of enjoying acting no matter what it is? I mean, I, I, I just feel really, really lucky to be working in a time where there isn't that delineation anymore, where you don't have to kind of choose You know, I think it, you know, it used to be that if you did TV, you could never do film or if you did film and then you went to TV, it was sort of being looked down on. But like right now, there's it's just you can do whatever. And that's great. You know, to have both is that's the gravy, you know, because there's there's it's very different. I think there's something about starting a project with a script that is finished and you have this very, you know, finite story that you're telling and so you can craft your performance in a certain way. And, and it's very nice to know when you go in on day one, where you're going to finish. Um, but obviously with TV, it's such a long form. You're not sure where it's going to go. So it's there's something also really lovely with that. But yeah, it's good to have both. That's oh, awesome. Um, because you got your, your start uh, modeling and then uh, you were studying acting as well at the same time. Was there uh, a plan always to get here eventually did it did it come I guess later than you thought it was going to every actor has their journey typically yeah I mean I I I took a year out of uh drama school to go do it yeah I, I I didn't quite know that I would take a decade to get back to it but I'm glad I did I I in my 20s I I was not I wasn't worldly enough I didn't I didn't know anything so it was great I got to go travel the world for 10 years, grow up, learn about people and and live a life and have something to actually put into my work then I think, um, you know, 
I think it was a very lucky accident that it just happened the way it did. Yeah. Oh, by the way, your first movie by accident was the J.J. Abrams movie. Super. <laughs> just wanna. It was on TV the other night, and my husband had never seen it. And I was like, "Oh, it's on." And I was like, "I think I'm in this." No, it's not in that scene. I think I come up. <laughs> and then I was like, "No, it's this." And I've, you've got about ten seconds to see me. It's such uh, a. He, this whole time, he thought you were lying about it. He's like, oh, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> um, well, one uh, film, what are you working on next? I see nothing on the docket, but that doesn't mean there isn't something on the docket. Because this is going to build some offers, I feel like. People are going to want you to do some stuff. Um, well, you know, I just, uh, as you know, I just had a baby. So I think my head has been in that. Congratulations uh, once again. <laughs> thank you. But um, I am going back to Outlander. We've another season to do um, that we start in the new year at some point um so yeah we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen all right i don't know <laughs> let, let 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 me get them out of the way now with uh some outlander questions what can we expect in this sixth season of outlander which by the way i can't believe it's six seasons already i know yeah. um it's crazy well it's eight years so it's <laughs> time is relative. It doesn't even matter anymore. Um, we can expect it's it's a bit of a truncated season, but it's very it's it's chaka. There is a lot going on. Um, there's some new people who arrive at the ridge, and they really kind of throw things into into disarray. And um, but for me, for Claire, uh, it's a it's a really cool cool season actually it's it's you're going to see Claire be destabilized I think in a way that we've never really seen her before and a lot of that has to do with the repercussions of what happened at the end of last season so it's really good stuff um I'm excited for everyone to see mm -hmm. all right um anything you can share about some of the characters other characters on the show in particular like you know Sam and all those Good old Jamie. Um, Jamie has a lot on his plate too. He's he's trying to straddle uh, a couple of different political lines. So he's on one hand trying to placate and play the British, um, but also he knows that the British are going to lose the war. So he doesn't want to be caught on the wrong side. So he's walking a really fine tightrope this season, and and it's great. And Sam has some amazing amazing work and. Um, I think everyone's going to be very excited to see that. And, and you and you haven't started filming yet? Or? We haven't started filming season seven yet, no. Wow. Yeah. I just had a kid. I mean, <laughs> like, give listen, me a break. I listen, this isn't me. This is your fans want the show like yesterday. So they just they just want to see what happens next. And it's been a, a bit, uh, everyone's waiting for this, for this upcoming two seasons because this is uh, eight episodes for the sixth season, then the seventh season will be 16. Yeah. Make sure I, I, I memorize that. I mean, who knows? That's <laughs> um, how long, how long would you like to see the show go on? Let me end there with Outlander questions. Uh, how long would you like to see that go on and continue? Well, I think as long as, you know, as long as the scripts remain good and we still have new things to explore, um, I think that that's always a good. You know, if if we can all be excited about the work that we're doing, then that's that's to me is is gravy. So let's see. Awesome. Let me uh, because I'm the film awards editor of Variety. I have to ask you this question. There's a lot of Oscar buzz surrounding this movie. One that it could be 
I believe, is one of the front runners to win Best Picture, which will bring Kenneth Branagh a very long overdue Oscar himself. He has five nominations, yes. five noms across four categories, which is really interesting. He's like one of very few people to be able to do that. Um, but because he's Kenneth Branagh, he's, he's the exactly. best, right? But you yourself, uh, with glowing reviews out of Tell Your Ride, which you were missed there, by the way, but I know, baby, you know, and also, <laughs> and also just trying to get here because uh, who can travel right now? But um, a lot of people are attributing your performance to Oscar attention that you could receive a nomination for a supporting actress, maybe even win an Oscar. What would that feel like for you? Ah, I mean, I, I, to even be in the conversation is insane to me. You know, I, I didn't make my way back to doing this until I was 30. So it's, it's, it's crazy. The fact that I got to make this movie with the people who are in it is already crazy and, and makes me so happy. So I, I get bashful about any of the rest of the stuff. So I'm just going <laughs> <All laughs> to, I will provide you though a very fun fact. Uh, if you're nominated alongside your co-star Judy Dench, which we genuflect when we see her because she's queen, very much um, so. Oscar winner Judy Dench. Um, she first of all it would be like the 36th time in history that two actors from the same film are nominated. It happens very often than we think it does. But she will be the second oldest woman to ever be nominated for supporting actress. I'm still going to fight her, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if it ends up, we're, we're going like this. Right, you go. Although she, yeah, she she's a young 87. <laughs> yeah, she's, I, 80, she's 86 now. She'll be 87 at the time of NOM. So she's a very young 87. She's amazing. Okay. I mean, I you will never meet someone who is the most young-spirited, funny, wickedly funny, like mischievous. I mean, she's the most amazing woman. So let's just give it to her. Yeah. We just it, 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 is, she, is she playing pranks on set? Is that what you're saying? Judy Dench is like pranking everyone. She just has the most amazing sense of humor. It's just mm-hmm. the best. I mean, and and I, you know, we I, you could just sit and listen to her all day. She just is the most darling, darling woman. So, and I th- and I think you probably also we cleared up how to uh, pronounce your name. It's Kieran Hines or Kieran. Kieran. We you see we both have an accent in our in our names, and the accent elongates the so his A is in all. Oh. <laughs> there you go. There's three Irish for you. <laughs> you speak you speak Gaelic, right? I think I read that. Call me over the Conchin Gaelic, I just said I'm able to speak Irish. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, give something. Give a good fun tidbit in Gaelic about Outlander, just so they can lose their minds. Oh, but then they'll translate it because you know they will. <laughs> they're gonna just, and I'll be in trouble. I'll be killed. Okay. Just you can just tell them what happens at the end of the season. That's it. Um, Declare no, in the, oh God, the Jarma Genta and Ishogam. Declare August Jamie, Neil Shea and Akela, Aaron Fan. Right. There you go. I've said it wrong anyway. So they're never going to, it's, I, Good. It it's fine. Make we'll take it. We're going to run with that. Um, my, my final question for you. And I'm always, cause I want people to also get to know you and, you know, know you through, through your art. Um, what was, can you recall the film that did it for you? The film that put its hook 
reeled you in and said, you're in this industry, you're, you're an actress that like blew your mind. It could be a performance as well. Like, I mean, well, I remember when I, so I'd stopped acting and I, I, I was living in New York and I was modeling and I remember going and, and getting all of Cassavetti's films and watching all of Jenna Rowland's. And I was like, I, this, I mean, just blown away by her, but also just like, I have to get back to acting. So she was my, she was the woman for me who was like, I, I have to at least try and see if I can do this. Oh, that's incredible. Oh, cool. Um, and, and a woman on the influence. I mean, it's, 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 it's her, it's her gift to us. I, I love it. So. Um, I always give also everyone, a, uh, this is a, we have a large platform here. Any, anything you want to bring awareness to anything that you just want for our listeners and, and watchers to call to action, uh, uh, something, uh, an organization, anything that you just want to plug or put out there? Well, I'm a, I'm a patron of World Child Cancer, which is a great um, organization that supports uh, cancer wards and and um, brings awareness to and, and trains nurses and doctors how to be able to uh, recognize the signs of cancers and treat cancer in the developing world. So um, if anyone wants to look them up, World Child Cancer, they have a, an American branch and a, and a it's based in the UK, the other branch. Um, if you'd like to donate to them on, you know, please do. That's amazing. Oh, th- thank you for that. And uh, thank you for everything you give, you gave us with Belfast. Uh, thank you for a very impressive 10 films so far. <laughs> uh, listen, we're, I think so- I only speak in four of them. That's the only thing. <laughs> but you, got, but it's really, you still got to work with James Mangold, uh, Jody Foster. Amazing. Like you're, you've, you've chosen well. So even as a walk on, it's still better than most. <laughs> but uh, and then you ended it now with Kenneth Branagh, which who, who, was, who was incredible. Thank you so much, and congratulations! Thank you, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. That's Katrina Belf, star of the Focus Features release Belfast, which will hit theaters on November twelfth. That's it for this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another all-new episode featuring the weekly award circuit roundtable and an interview with jockey star Clifton Collins Jr. The award circuit podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the award circuit podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to Variety.com and click on the award circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.